0: People are ready to hear how do you really leverage a, a hybrid cloud? How do you, how does this actually work? Because the questions weren't, wow, that was neat. Can, you know, we're a little ways off. The question is, I'm going through this right now. <laughs> how can you help me? Hello and welcome to another episode of Cloud Chat with Stefan and Matt.
1: I am one of your hosts, Stefan Stelter.
0: And my name is Matt Brown. Great to see you, Stefan. And, you know, it's it feels like it's been such a long time and yet it feels like it's been such a short time. It's like
1: (laughs) I haven't seen you in ages, but let's let's sit down and let's talk. Pick up right where we left off.
0: And and it's interesting, too. You know, I'm there. There's always this period where things are kind of I don't want to say stagnant in our worlds. And then there's this period of time where there's it feels like a lot of stuff starts to happen. And then there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and and, and really to try to absorb. That, um, like you, I mean, you, you work with the partners a lot. I work directly with the customers a lot. I really feel that our customers are actually ready to hear what we have to say. I, I remember, you know, now NetApp IT has been in a hybrid cloud now since what 2014, and talking to people about what a hybrid cloud is, and that kind of felt like talking about flying cars to all people. There was like neat. Come back and talk to us when we're ready, <laughs> right? And now they're ready. I just want to just share just some observations. So I I got the great privilege to go to Gartner this year and present. And I'm going to be honest with you. In in past presentations, they're usually in the expo. You get a handful of people. You know, people give you some great feedback. This year, I started talking. Uh, this the area seats about eighty. We had three four people deep. And wow. and the point I'm trying to make is people are ready to hear how do you really leverage a, a hybrid cloud how do you how does this actually work because the questions weren't wow that was neat can, you know we're a little ways off the question is I'm going through this right now <laughs> how can you help me and um and I think that's really key that we are as a company ready to to start helping uh, the customers well, yeah and- what
1: what I think I heard you say is that what. We've been ready from a NetApp on NetApp perspective, NetApp IT perspective. We've been actively sharing information. And, and uh, it's one of the things that I love about working with you when it comes to interacting with customers and partners alike is just like, we've done this. It's not a, here's the, the marketing slides and right. watch how the data moves. I just have to advance the slide and the data moves. See, there it goes. Um, <laughs> Ooh, it, ah. like <laughs> ah, that's really good use of animation. Um, yeah, it's, it's not PowerPoint wizardry. It's, it's real. And that's what I've, I've always loved about NetApp IT and NetFIT.com and, and the NetApp on NetApp program. Um, but it sounds like it's more than just us sharing it. Now it sounds like people are ready to hear it and, and it's less of a pie in the sky for them. It's more of a, I can't wait to use your recipe to bake those cookies because they were delicious.
0: And, and, and you know, like our app last episode, we were sharing we have all the right technology. NetApp has all the right technology right now, right? For uh, focusing on the data aspects of it, really enabling a customer to really maximize the value of what a hybrid cloud is. You know, I still get people to some extent say, well, why don't I just live in one cloud? <laughs> well, Why limit yourself? And the, the tools are out there. NetApp's giving you capabilities to leverage any and all clouds, right? Now it's always going to fit your own needs. Um, uh, but the fact is we're NetApp's pretty much everywhere <laughs> that you want to be or anywhere you, you even potentially even desire to be. And and I think that being ready for customers, I think that's kind of the message that I, I really want to talk about today is that we are ready. Yep. And th- th- what's coming with that though, at least in my experience is, th- and we talked about this a lot and not that NetApp doesn't have great technology, but this isn't just a technology conversation anymore. This is really understanding how, I'm going to say to some extent how the business works, how these data flows happen to really maximize the value of the technology that NetApp has to offer, and it's in those conversations that I'm finding myself in, uh, because again, customers are ready, but now they're seeing the real world challenges. You know, how do I, how do I help create faster time to time to capability, time to market? How do I increase the quality of that uh, capability? How do I do it at a cost that makes sense? And while I'm doing all of that, how do I keep it secure, <laughs> right? Yes. And and in every aspect of that, there is a people, a process, and then some great NetApp technology that enables us. Is that what you're seeing as well?
1: Yes. No, I, as soon as you started talking about... Um... Time to time to quality. I thought about qual ops because I feel like I need. To <laughs> oh, we haven't lost that yet. <laughs> at least at least once in every cloud chat. Uh, <laughs> but but yes, it is it is interesting. Um, I I think it, also when you were talking about time to market, time to capability, um, one of the things that I think is coming up more is, and and it it's going to sound odd, but like time to data protection and and time to security, right? Like we don't have, and, and I think other, others might argue. It needs to be secure from the get-go, Stefan. It can't be something that you do later. It's not like time to market, and 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 we've got this time to capability. We did all of those things. Well, oh gosh, we need to circle back and think about security. Well, you got to build that in from the beginning. Um, but yes. but how are you ex- how are you exploring that? How are you ensuring that becomes a, a different question? And then. It, it's just the—I think it's the nature of of humans. We want to solve that problem. S- some humans, let's go solve this problem. Let's write this app. Let's figure out this better way of doing something. Let's get it out there, and then later we'll figure out how to protect the data and secure it and do all of those things. We've got to see if it works and if anybody likes it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it seems that customers are are down the path, and they want to understand the ways to secure things and protect things um, and and how to best manage them. Yeah, and then again how do I do it the
0: cheapest possible? Because you know? <laughs> right. you know, yeah. I think people also forget that, you know, IT are still seen as cost centers and that costs do matter. Um, and so, yeah, it, and balancing all that's interesting. Now it, it's funny because here, here's a fundamental change I'm seeing. I like to validate that with what you're seeing as well in the past. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to use, negative words because it's going to, I don't want to negatively influence this, but the way IT shops were set up was they were set up by technology discipline. And what happened then was all the different disciplines were expected to create their own environments. With, I'm going to argue with very little or almost no interaction with the other disciplines that they had to interact with. I would pick on compute, I'd pick on databases, I'll pick on the yeah. applications teams. They all kind of worked in these silos. Um, I'm going to argue if you if you just take an analogy of building a house. Imagine building a house where you you brought in the construction team who set up the frame. You brought in the people who did the foundation, brought in the plumbing and electrical, and none of them talk to each other. How how solid of a house would you get yeah. out of that? Right. Yes. My 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 former boss right now is building a home, and things like drains. If you're building a, a for example, a cement foundation, you have to know where the drains are going because you can only you only can pour once. Otherwise, you're digging yes. everything up. And I think that analogy follows through very cleanly with IT. You kind of have to think about these things as a holistic environment, which I see a lot of customers now moving to these platform uh, idea concepts because you can't work in silos anymore. I can't go and build a robust thing here if there's no way for customers or the, the consumers to use it, right? For sure. And- there's no one solution anymore. Why standards are important? Standards don't mean one solution, so they have to cross the whole environments, and then you have to figure out then how are they all going to be managed. Back to the uh, the security element, the security cannot be an afterthought. Kind of like that plumbing, <laughs> That's yeah. not be thought about in advance. Yes. Um, so I'm finding myself in a lot more conversations around how do you get this kind of this master view as you're building this. And master view doesn't mean it's static. How do I keep it constantly you know dynamic to can, to build a model that can continue evolve and change as business is changing? Are you seeing that same uh, demand coming through the- yes yeah. I
1: think it's interesting to um a, a couple of thoughts One is guilds guilds everybody guilds, guilds. it's organizing guilds so there's a there's a great cloud chat cross promotion here. Uh, cloud, chat, cloud chat episode on guilds that I suggest you uh, review because it's remarkable, um, viewers, listeners, uh, and it uh, it helps illuminate how we've taken that approach from a avoid the silos within the organization, within the IT department um, in general. So, so that of course um, uh, comes to mind rather quickly, and it's it, it, I think it's a very much a, a challenge for organizations to try to. Navigate. And I think there's some inertia that's been built over time to avoid making a bad decision, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get organizations where somebody brought in a technology and that technology fell over. And um, it's because there wasn't any sort of review process to think about it, right? Somebody decided it was a good idea in one silo and they adopted this new hardware product and implemented, it, deployed it. And suddenly it didn't do what it needed to do across the other disciplines. Uh, and so, it, you know, I, I think architectural boards or committees uh, get formed, uh, and, and I think um, we we also may have touched down on that in the in the guild context. A little bit, yep. yeah. But that that's one of those areas that you worry that some of the inertia of those good, well-intentioned, goodly-intentioned—I almost said uh, one of those well-intentioned um, organizational
0: committees—can slow down the ability for an organization to. Uh, well, yeah, because you don't want you, can, you cannot be bureaucratic and I think when, you, when we're talking about this because again when we're talking when I'm talking with customers because they're they're finding themselves all painted into individual corners right yep. the storage team have made decisions or there there's no connectivity for them even to participate in decisions that need to be made this the the, the the compute teams are kind of siloed the database teams are off doing whatever they're doing the application teams are off doing, and nobody's talking to all of them and 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 they're all then finding themselves kind of in a in a a pinch, because they're not talking to each other. And then you find them, I would call doing their own thing. All of a sudden, the application team starts just going to do and not even ever talk to the storage team again. And you find yourself in problems out there with security, with scalability, right? Um, So it's really talking about the need then to what does the new IT look like? We already have NetApp. NetApp technology is already there. Now the question is, is how do we design or create or evolve an IT team to be really ready to consume something? Whereas you were saying, where security's thought about in advance, uh, where we work on standardizations to create building blocks, to put through an assembly line, and an ever-changing set of new building blocks coming down the line. Um, So we're always one step ahead of the business, ideally, um, to really create that uh, enablement.
1: Yep. and I think that's what gets me most excited about our uh, our new uh, approach to uh, to cloud capabilities at NetApp with Blue XP providing things like observability to customers um, in their environment. So whether they have NetApp gear on premises or not, they have this ability to deploy, um collectors. So as, as you were talking about this this idea of how do I know what I'm what state I'm in and then how do I keep it up to date. And that, that's exactly what Blue XP observability does. You're, you're able to monitor the environment in the data center itself or in the cloud or in cloud adjacent or across multiple clouds and get a, a, a standardized view of your environment and build dashboards that support that. So it, it includes a bunch of dashboards that give you good visibility into the things that most people care about, um, including things to like tune which virtual machines like at at this level of, of granularity, which virtual machines are over provisioned and where can I save some money and on, on footprint or capability or capacity that I'm allocating to those virtual machines uh, to you know which which cloud is the most responsive to, uh, you know, which ports are are, are uh, most critical paths for a, a particular application. So I can find out if this switch goes down in my fiber channel environment, this application will fail. That's a bad thing.
0: Uh, you know, like, so making sure you've so got redundancy and past things,
1: like that's all in the, the observability product uh, and, and down into application, managing the application responsiveness and understanding that visualizing it. So g- great capabilities in there. And, and one of those pieces that gets me excited. And then of course, because you're in, in Blue XP land at, at NetApp, you're able to see other elements of the uh, the experience and bring in governance and security and some of the other fun things that we've just been. all Those things that are important. Does it help you?
0: So why don't you so, do me a favor, Stefan? Sure. Why, can you give a quick overview? You kind of talked a little bit about Blue XP. How is it different than, say, Cloud Insights, or different than Cloud Checker, or different than Cloud Data Sense? How is it different from those tools that we've already had and are tried and true? Sounds like you're offering some type of a unified <laughs> view of what all of them do.
1: That's. I think that's exactly the way to describe it. So, um, I, what what I love about Blue XP is that it's bringing those uh, those different elements together uh in a way that um, as you described it customers are ready to hear about our cloud um, and and blue xp really organizes things in a way that is perfect for those who have not been exposed to what netapp can do in the cloud Um, i think those who are familiar with netapp technology suddenly want to understand what's the relationship between the uh, old view and the blue xp view of things uh, and, and I think that that oversimplifies what we're doing with Blue XP. Uh, it, it's not just a recasting and renaming of things. It's much more mm-hmm. a, a control plane for interacting with these technologies uh, and providing API calls to the the greater Blue XP uh, experience. So so that that makes it something that is less of a this is a, a GUI, paste over to make things pretty. Uh, it, it's much not that. It's, it's very much more than that with the, the API, the scriptability uh, and the, the the cross-cloud capabilities and a much more unifying experience of, of interacting with NetApp. To so once
0: again, NetApp is moving a little farther ahead than when maybe our customers are ready. In order to evolve an IT shop, it means being more proactive. It means have better visibility. It means actually looking at things more holistically. And what you're telling me is now we actually have a tool that can help customers do that exactly. and help them in this evolution then.
1: Yes, and, and I think customers found themselves customers today in the they, they pick a cloud tool and it's going to solve problem X and then when they want to f- solve problem Y they, they need to sort of start over like where do I go right, right. And, and then they go <laughs> and they sucks. find that one and now it's like, all right so what are the how, how do I handle authentication in, in product X versus product Y? How do I how do I then bring in product M and product n and product P and all of these different things that are designed to optimize or tune or manage. Or observe some element of some cloud somewhere. You're, you're kind of going through this path of learning, and and uh, the the elegance of, of what we're doing at, at NetApp with Blue XP is bringing that all together for customers. Right, best of breed capabilities. Uh, Again, all the- going where the puck
0: is yeah. is going right. If our yes, customers exactly. are evolving their IT shops, means have men's have a better visibility. Being more proactive in nature, having the tools to be proactive in nature, and back to an earlier comment you made in a different episode, we're not talking about proprietary stuff. This is looking at a lot of different, uh, actually, uh, really allowing your entire ecosystem to be monitored, whether it's NetApp or not, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then being able to to make the calls to the
1: API uh, to to get that and and have it surfaced wherever you want it. Uh, that's that's a bit of the openness that I love. These APIs are published, and I, I remember a world because I've got. Uh, hyper-blonde uh, hair in my beard, uh, as I've mentioned before, in my, on my head, what little of it is left is going hyper-blonde as well. Um, but uh, you, you could think of those times where APIs were closed and you couldn't, you, you the data was there, but you couldn't pull it out in a way that was meaningful to you. You'd have to go into a GUI and then extract the data and then transform it into something else and then import it and pull it into Splunk or I don't know, something, you'd have to do things. Uh, and, and now with the, the much more openness in general, and, and I love how, how NetApp has embraced that to make everything available via APIs as as is practical, and that that really helps customers
0: as they. Oh, certainly, and and and, it, and it's interesting too. Again, kind of going where the puck's moving. If if the silos are going away, and you're moving more to a platform type organizations, which is again a, a, the core of a lot of our conversations, and you're looking for ways of really understanding how the whole house is going to be built. We have a tool now that really is focused in on an organization running as a platform and looking at the entire house instead of this plumbing, instead of the electrical, and really bringing that visibility in. Again, NetApp being a little bit ahead of where our customers are. And where our customers want to be. So I think it's a, and, and thank you for the explanation. It's probably the cleanest explanation I've heard so far. So.
1: I, I loved your house analogy just because I instantly go back in my, in my mind's eye to um, homes that I've owned in the past where there was no communication. It's certainly with plumbing drains, pouring concrete, there's <laughs> some, some relationships with the trades there. Uh, but uh, HVAC and and electrical and, and carpentry, it seems like they almost wanted to make each other angry. With the, <laughs> oh, th- I'm not going to route this duct around this uh, this f- ceiling joist, floor joist, however you want to think about it. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm just going to cut the joist, right? So you just just huge chunks. It's a two by ten, and it's maybe got two inches at the top of it, and <laughs> eight of it is missing. There's a duct running
0: there, like. Not my problem. And now we're creating tools for people to work better together. Has platform yes, yes. So. To <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Always a pleasure, Stefan. I really enjoy it today. And again, you know, it's so... That, that's why I've been here. For, I'm pushing 23 years now. Being here, that's why I love it so much. There's always something new to talk about. So, really, really appreciate the conversation today. And, and we'd we love if to you,
1: hear from yeah. We'd love to hear from you all. Was this an interesting yeah. conversation? Do you learn something new? Do you have questions? Throw them in the chat. We'd be happy to answer. we Would love to have some dialogue with you, uh, in the comments. Yeah. And let me
0: just kind of kind of throw in too. If you do want to have conversations, please reach out to us. So I run a program called NetApp and NetApp, where we talk to customers. And we would love to, as Stefan said, love to engage, love to uh, not only get your feedback, uh, but also to hear about the topics that you want to hear about. And Absolutely. don't forget to like, subscribe. subscribe. Let's <laughs> hit the alerts. There's a bell or something you ought to do too. Yeah, yeah. if you
1: to reach out to me on LinkedIn, I'm more than happy to have conversations as well. It's just Stefan Stelter. Uh, mercifully, there's very few of me's out there, so you should be able to find me. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this episode of Cloud Chat with Stefan and Matt. Look forward to seeing you on the next one.
0: Certainly. Have a great day.